to the Naturalista Experience. Well, hello, 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 loves. It's me, Katie Naturalista. Today's date is Saturday, October 6, 2018. Welcome and thank you for tuning in today. Today we have a great show scheduled, you guys. This is a very personal episode for me. I wanted to share this with my listeners because I'm sure all of you have experienced this at least one point in time in your life. We always hear stories about the afterlife, spirits, and guardian angels. But how many of those guardian angels are the ones that you grew up with? And in that moment of their passing, it just seems like they were taken away too soon? Or were they? It's going to be an interesting show today, loves. I want you to stay tuned to hear some of my personal experiences and dealing with the death of my loved ones and how they didn't go too far away. I'm going to drop you guys this track by eBay titled River. You're hearing this on The Naturalist Experience. We'll be back after the break. Take them, river, drown them 
welcome back to the Naturalista Experience. Just as a reminder of how you guys can find and follow me, catch me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Katie Naturalista. Also, watch and subscribe to my YouTube channel. That way you guys can get your daily and weekly poetry fill. Follow and subscribe to the Naturalista Experience podcast on Block Talk Radio. That way you guys can join us live every single show and never miss a beat. Also, you can catch up on those awesome archives. So today's topic, loves, it's loved ones. Are they still with you after death? Today's topic is one of those ones that's really personal for me. But I felt it would be great to share it with the world. We all have to deal with passings of our loved ones. And it's so hard in the moment because in your mind, you'll never physically see them again. You'll never be able to call their number and hear their voice or even stop by their house to sit and be in their presence. It's hard dealing with all of the emotions of death. As a child, I've always felt like I've understood people physically leaving this earth but they would always be around somehow. Now, don't get me wrong. I've shed many tears, felt sadness, and sometimes disbelief. But never did I feel like, that's it. I'm never going to see this person ever again in my life. I feel like that belief has allowed me to stay in touch, you know, and from time to time see my loved ones, even though some of them have been gone from this earth for 20 years or more. Let me guys, let me give you guys some background. Um, I'm going to go before I go too deep in today's topic. I went to my first grave site when I was three or four years old. The grave that I visited was that of my beloved uncle. He died when I was two years old. I obviously wasn't old enough to remember going to his funeral if I did. But I do remember the day that my aunt um, and my grandmother took me to see him and remember him. I remember her holding my hand and she said a few words to the grave and she started to tear up. Me, of course, being a child, I was inquisitive because I didn't understand why she was sad and all we were doing is we were just standing right in front of his headstone and staring. I remember her saying he was such a good man. You know, nothing that I've never heard before. I've always heard positives about my uncle, never anything bad. But she stood there and it's like she was just in thought and she was just reflecting on the memories that they had together. And I remember telling her, you know, it's going to be okay, auntie. And shortly after that, we drove off and went about our day. The next death that I experienced was that of a great aunt. She died in 1994, so I was roughly about six years old at that time. I loved her dearly. She was a sweet lady. Um, Unfortunately, at the time, I didn't know until I got older that she died and she also had dementia. The one thing that I remember about her is that she always had vanilla wafer cookies. So this is before they started calling them Nilla. (laughs) And so after her death, I I had a dream about her and it was so real. Now, mind you, I'm probably about six or seven years old having this dream. I remember I was walking into her home. All the windows were open She had these sheer white curtains and they were just blowing in the wind when the wind entered her home. I walked over to the kitchen and I was calling out her name. Her name was Aunt Luella and she came around the corner just smiling. And it's so funny because she was one of those um, older ladies who wore their glasses right at the tip of their nose. So she had her glasses sitting there at the tip of her nose and she walked past, you know, as she was smiling, she reached into the cabinet 
and you wouldn't believe what she had there waiting for me. Some vanilla wafers. So she put some on a plate for me and gave me something to drink, and we walked into the sitting room. She had this one chair in the room that she sat in, and so I just sat on the other side of her chair, and we just talked. Next thing I know, our conversation stopped. She got up. She walked out of the door, and that was it. Now, I remember telling my grandmother about the dream. Of course, I would tell her because, you know, her sister came to quote-unquote visit me. My grandmother explained to me that in the dream, it was probably just her coming to say hello. So I took it as that and went on about my, my child, my childhood, my childish ways, did whatever. So the next thing that came up in my life was a string of deaths. And the reason why I say it was a string is because it was literally back to back. Um, At this point in time, I was old enough to remember everything because I attended each funeral, each burial, saw many tears and held many hands throughout each one. I lost three grandparents in a matter of two years. I want to say the years were from 1996 to 1998. I lost my great-grandmother in Alabama. That was from my maternal side. I lost my big pop and I lost my granny. It was rough time for my family because, again, the great-grandmother and granny, they were on my maternal side, and my big pop was from my paternal side. It was hard seeing my parents deal with the loss of their parents and, of course, my mother losing her grandmother. My great-grandmother's funeral, it was somber, but it was a celebration of her life. It was the first time that I remember being at a funeral setting or being at a passing celebration or viewing and seeing everybody come together and still be happy, especially whenever it was such a sad time. All of our family got together. This was in Alabama, and it just seemed like everybody was just joyful, and they were remembering all the great times that they had with her and all the great times that they had together growing up. It was a beautiful thing. My Big Pop's passing was very, very somber. At the time, I do remember I was eight years old. And I remember walking through the door of my grandparents' house and seeing everyone mourning. It was truly sad and depressing. So being the Katie that I am, I tried to change the mood. (laughs) Um, I yelled out, you know, what's up, folks? It's good to see y'all. Maybe that wasn't the best move for eight-year-old Katie, but... I felt really, really bad because it seemed like everyone in the room was feeling like his death was the end. When really to me, it was the beginning of bringing everyone closer and allowing everyone to remember the good times about him. Even the funeral itself had two mixed emotions for me, me personally. I felt inspired, but then also sad. That was the first time I actually saw my father cry. I remember sitting next to him and he was just bawling, crying. And it's crazy because when you see, you know, your father, he's this big, strong man, you know, nothing defeats him. And, you know, he's just, he's big, he's bold, doesn't cry. But he sat there and he was crying in the palm of his hands, tissue, everything. And so just like I told my aunt years ago at my uncle's gravesite. I looked at my dad, patted him on his lap, and I told him, Daddy, everything is going to be okay. I don't remember what his response was to me, 
but you could tell the hurt he felt was real. And lastly, my granny's funeral. It was sad, beautiful, and celebratory all at the same time. Although she was gone from us, everybody quoted the very same thing. God gave us three more years than the doctors promised. We should be appreciative of the extra time we had. I think in that moment, everyone was accepting of the fact that she was gone. My granny was a beautiful woman with so much strength. She truly fought until the end. It seemed like that strength that she put into holding on, you just saw it disperse amongst her kids when she passed. I've never seen so much strength until I witnessed the bond and poise of my aunts and my mother that day. Although they shed tears and, of course, they were hurt, they came together to make sure that their father was okay and that each other were okay. And that was a beautiful thing. So with that being said, it was a different emotion I felt through each passing. But I know you're probably thinking, well, Katie, how does this come back full circle into Guardian Angels? Well, you're going to see. We're going to take a break. And after the break, I'm going to share with y'all the stories of these loved ones that left Earth physically, but obviously not spiritually. So stay tuned and we'll be back after the break. I'm going to drop you this track by JMSN titled Hypnotize. And you're hearing this on The Naturalista Experience. Feeling like thunder, red lightning. I see it's all about the moments and timing. Moments and Just living at the same time, it's dying. Just keep it safe. 
Hello, loves. Welcome back to the Naturalista Experience. Before the break, we were discussing the passing of some of my loved ones and how each experience was different. As I was saying earlier in the show, although I lost a lot of family in the first part of my childhood and dealt with death early in life, I always had this understanding that they were never truly gone. My phrase at each funeral and gravesite to people around me was, everything is going to be okay. I said that with the utmost belief that everything was going to be okay because this wasn't the last time we would see them. And for me, it truly wasn't. As I said before the break, I had a string of funerals I attended in two years. It was my great-grandmothers, my big pops, and my grannies. My great-grandmother, I spent time with her, but not so much because she was in another state. I never really had dreams about her, but more so about her home. And I think the reason why I had these dreams about her home is because I had so many fond memories. You know, I remember being able to play with my cousins, the smell of, you know, sweet potato pie. And, you know, we had so much fun just being in that home. And it was so much love that went around in that home. It was just a great feeling. And because those were the only dreams that I had about her were about the home and not her, I think I accepted it pretty well. And soon after, there were no more. As for my big pop, I had one dream about him two years after his passing. I was 10 years old. It was the scariest dream I had. It was crazy. And I honestly don't know why I had it. For some reason in the dream that I had, I felt fear. I was in his and my grandmother's house, running around, and I saw him emerge from the back bedroom. And I tried to find a way to get away because for some reason in the dream, I was terrified. The doors wouldn't open for me to go outside, so I was stuck in the home. I remember hiding in the laundry room, then running from there to the living room, And finally, I hid under my grandmother's measuring table in her sewing room. My big pop then lifted the curtain of the sewing or the measuring table, and he just stared at me. Not one word said, he just stared. I woke up in utter shock. It felt like my heart stopped. (laughs) And I never understood that dream. But when I described it to my dad, which was, this is a dream about his father. He said, hey, you know, it probably was a warning. And in my mind, I'm like, a warning about what? (laughs) I was only 10. But you never truly know what it means. But he was warning me about something. So I took it as that and went along. And, um, you know, I didn't have another dream about my big pop until 20 years later. So if you do the math, that's now. Uh, I'm not sure if many of you know, but uh, I am pregnant. I'm currently seven months and I'm counting down only 10 more weeks to go. (laughs) So with that being said, let me guys, let me tell you guys about the dream. I was in a beach house with my mom and my cousin um, and there was a child there, but I'm not sure where the child came from. Um, I wanted to go down to the beach. So I ran out and somehow ended up on a boat. I'm going through all the different decks of the boat and, you know, trying to get to the beach shore. There's tons of people on this boat. And so I'm passing by people in lines and I'm just like, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. I'm going through the people. And sure enough, out of the corner of my eye, I see my grandmother. 
Now, mind you, this is my grandmother that I still have living today. Um, But I stopped and I hugged her and asked her what in the world she was doing there. And as I backed away from her, I look over to the left and you won't believe who's sitting next to her. It's my big pop. He looked at me and smiled and then he put his finger over his mouth to tell me to, you know, don't say anything. And then he nodded his head towards my grandmother to say, you know, listen to her. So I stood there and I listened to my grandmother talk. And all I could do was just smile. And I was so distracted by him sitting there. But I was listening to my grandmother, but I was just smiling. And again, like I said, my big pop, he just, he sat there silently next to my grandmother and he just smiled. And he was staring back at me as I was talking to my grandmother. So while my grandmother was talking, she was just, you know, I asked her, you know, why was she here? And she was like, oh, well, you know, your aunt said I need to get away. So I decided to take a trip here. But, you know, I was a little upset because they wouldn't let me bring my dog. She has this cute dog that she loves. And I was like, well, you wouldn't be able to bring a boat. I mean, a dog on the boat, grandma. And she's like, well, you know, I know. But I was just upset. (laughs) So. You know, she continues going on and on and on talking. And then I kind of drown out her voice and I'm just looking at my big pop staring back at me. And then finally, you know, I told my grandmother, I said, "Okay, grandma, I was like, you know, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to go to shore and that I, you know, would talk to her later. And I let her know I loved her and I went ahead and I ran off. She said, "Okay," And my big pop smiled and nodded and I just winked back and waved and went on my way. When I tell you guys, I woke up from that dream feeling so warm and my heart was so full. His smile and stare made me feel like he was proud of where I am. And he just wanted to acknowledge that he sees all the blessings that have been happening in my life. And it was truly a great feeling. Of course, I have more to share with you guys because as you notice, I haven't told you about the last grandparent. But we're going to take a short break. And after the break, I'll talk to you guys about my granny and the dreams that I had about her. So here's a track by Dream Koala titled Souvenirs. We'll be back after the break.
Welcome back to the Naturally Stick Experience, loves. Before the break, I was discussing with you all the dream sequences I had about the loved ones I lost. I definitely have to save the one, the best one for last and share it all with you because I feel like this will amaze many of you because people that I've shared this story with before, they're like, no, that's unreal. But no, it really happened. So when my granny passed, I dreamed about her every year after her death, all the way until I was either 19 or 20 years old. So from eight years old until then, I had the same dream about her. And then out of the blue, it stopped. She would always come on her birthday, May 8th. And if you guys remember, my birthday is May 5th. We would be in her hospital room and she was laying in her bed. And I used to always paint my grandmother's nails before the hospital and even when she was in the hospital. So in the dream, I had the same nail polish. The polish that she liked me to use, it was made by Sally Hansen, and it was called Pink Pearl. Every dream, it seemed like it was a new bottle, and it was full each time. She would lay up in her bed, and I would sit next to her and paint her nails, and we would talk. And the things we would talk about were current events, like things that were going on right then and there in my life. It literally felt like she was watching me and she wanted to make sure I was doing the right thing or she would tell me what I needed to do better. It was the most interesting thing. And you guys, the the details of the dream, they were so vivid. Um, Just so you guys know, my granny, she did die of cancer. So she did have this one black spot on her hand from either radiation or chemo. I'm not sure which one. But the spot was right there on her right hand. She even had the same hospital gown and she wore one of those black head caps. It was like nothing ever changed. And when I tell you that those dreams were the best, they were the best. And I was actually kind of sad when they stopped, but I accepted it. And then recently, no more than a month after I dreamed about my big pop, I had a dream about my granny. So we were in her and my granddaddy's house and the house had the old furniture in there from whenever I was a child. And for some reason, there were a whole bunch of people in the house. I don't even know who the people were, but my fiance was in the kitchen and my granny was laying on the couch with her back facing everyone. And all of a sudden, everybody leaves. And I remember saying in the dream, well, that was abrupt. (laughs) And then my granny flipped over and said, yeah, and they left the house a mess. And I told her, I was like, you know what, grandma? I was like, don't or granny, don't worry about it. I'll take care of it. Then she, uh, you know, reached her hand out to touch my stomach. And she says, it's a boy, isn't it? I lifted my shirt and let her touch my stomach. And I said, yeah, it sure is. It's a boy. And the baby poked his foot out onto her hand and she said oh I wonder why he did that and I told her I was like I'm not sure then the weirdest thing happened you guys a full formation of a baby started showing through my stomach it turned into a mold of a baby and it just fell off and it was the weirdest thing it it freaked me out so she said to me is that normal And I was like, I don't think so. And I remember I ran into the kitchen to show my fiance my stomach. And of course, when I go to show him, everything's fine. And he was like, you know what? You're okay. It was just probably Braxton Hicks. And so 
I go back into the room with my granny and I kneel down next to her and I told her, you know, hey, granny, everything's fine. My fiance said it's normal. And she says, oh, okay, I know everything will be okay. She places her hand back on my stomach and then she went back to sleep. And I remember waking up and the baby was just kicking away. And I felt so happy. I'm trying not to cry. (laughs) But in that moment, I felt like he recognized his great granny touching him. And although I know he'll never physically meet her in life, it's good to know that her spirit is going to follow him just like how her spirit has followed me. Sorry, you guys, it took me a lot to get that out. But um, we're going to go ahead and take a short break. And um, after the break, I will go ahead and do today's recital. The track I'm going to drop your way is going to be You and Me by Saeed. We'll be back after the break. piece I'm going to recite to you all today is actually a tribute to my son. I have a, a sample recorded on my IG, but for those of you who may not have had a chance to see it, I hope you guys enjoy it. 
Just a reminder, this piece is not in either of my titles, Roll Love, Roll Life, or Lust Redeem, Love and Pain, Life Reclaim, but make sure you guys check out both of my titles on Amazon. You can purchase them on either Kindle or paperback version. Again, the piece I'm going to read to you guys today is Tribute to My Son. To my son, God bless me with you, a gift I thought I'd never conceive. You are truly the inner light that shines throughout my being. Each day you grow, your ancestors smile, as do I. To my son, the day I meet you, I will hold you to the sky. Your power is within you. The universe will continue to manifest and magnify. You are my Nubian prince. God has already made you divine. Again, loves, that piece was a tribute to my son, and I hope you all enjoyed it. That piece, it really stemmed from the dreams that I had from my grandparents, because truly their approval, it does mean the world to me. Of course, my parents' approval matters, but my grandparents, it definitely matters for them as well. Um, it doesn't, it does sadden me that they aren't here to physically witness what's going on in my life, but to know that they are still watching over me daily is a great feeling. I've had to deal with many more loved ones passing since 1998. A lot of them were friends, and most recently, um, and two years ago, I lost my granddaddy, so that was my granny's husband. That loss was hard, um, but I truly felt God blessed me, you know, blessed me with the best years of my life, you know, being able to have him around. I have had a few dreams about him, and they were all, you know, vivid as the other ones, and Literally all of them were just me and him sitting in the house like we used to and just listening to him talk. The one thing that my granddaddy always loved to do was tell stories about his life. He would always talk to you about his childhood. He'll talk to you about what he went through. Um, he'll always talk to you about things that he experienced with my granny. Those were beautiful stories. And then he had like the best memory because he even remembered things from when you know we were kids and when we were little um there was this one story that he always loved to tell um where I would tell on my granny for going down the hill to go get tomatoes because my granny wasn't supposed to you know walk down the the steep stairs to the back porch of the garden and she would do it all the time and I would always be like granddaddy granny's going in that damn garden again and he loved to tell that story. He would just crack up. It was so funny. But um, what I'll say is at his funeral, I did get up and I did speak at his funeral. Um, so, of course, at the time, I was 28 years old. So, of course, I, I've like I said, I've seen death. I've gone through it all. So I was able to speak with a little bit of experience. So the one thing that I brought up at his funeral was how, you know, God has a purpose, a path, and a plan for each of us and how it's up to us to make sure that we listen. And although no one is perfect, I mean, my granddaddy, he was not perfect, but he truly, you know, did a great job of living out his purpose, his path, and his plan. 
His legacy is that of a great one. His smile is one that will always be remembered. And his stories are going to constantly keep us laughing over the years. And his plan, it honestly came full circle because all he wanted was the people that he loved to be happy and be taken care of. And, you know, honestly, they they are. They're, that hasn't, you know, veered left or right. It's, it's literally right on plan. So the point of me doing tonight's show was to let people know, even if you're dealing with the loss of a loved one, don't take it as such. Remember, everything is going to be okay. The stories and tales of ancestors, spirits, and angels, they are true. You just have to allow yourself to invite them into your life. And remember, death is not the ending of life. It's the beginning of something new. So I want to thank you guys for listening to tonight's show. We are going to close out for the evening, but of course, I have a few reminders to send your way. If you guys would like to be a part of the No One Knows a Poet podcast series on the Naturally to Experience podcast, you guys can showcase your work. Go to my Patreon account for more details. That website is patreon.com forward slash Katie underscore naturalista. Also, purchase your copy of my books. You can purchase a copy of Real Love, Real Life or Less Redeem, Love and Pain, Life Reclaim. Both of them are available on Amazon in both Kindle and paperback version. Visit my website, naturalistapublishing.com. That way you guys can stay up to date with everything Katie Naturalista. I hope you guys listen in again next Saturday at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Good night, loves, and Katie out.